When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. anyone's talking about. We're in a place of business. I'm not smoking weed. Look at that. It went out. See? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Screw you, sharp-tongers. I'm a pot smoker. Yeah, that's right. I've been a pot smoker for a while, and I'm coming out of the pot closet. The pot, the plot, the pot. How do you you combine pot and closet? Potlets? It's too difficult. It's weird. My brain doesn't understand how to combine those things. (laughs) Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I took a two-week hiatus due to the holidays and uh, just general life strife. (laughs) I'm a human being, okay? And uh, sometimes mama needs a little bit of a break from performing. Even if it seems so simple to sit down and record your voice, sometimes you're sick of fucking hearing it. And after doing a weekend of shows in Syracuse, where I did about, I don't know, eight hours of stand-up comedy, I, I got sick of myself, <laughs> which is a conundrum. It's a weird thing to get sick of yourself, especially as a comedian, because it, we're, we love ourselves so much, but then again, we're kind of balanced. I've always called comedians insecure narcissists because we love ourselves, but we also hate ourselves. So I'm at the point where I was like, meh, I'm kind of sick of Jessie Mae. She talks too much. And honestly, all of her opinions are a little funky. You know, all of her, a lot of her opinions smell like, like weed and I don't trust that. <laughs> Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I don't even know if I should say tuning in because that refers to radio and this isn't radio. This is totally different than radio. Shit, dick, fuck, cunt, pussy liquor. Like you can't say that on the radio. You can't do that. You know, Carlin seven, what is that? The Carlin uh, seven words you can't say on TV. Well, there's a lot more you can't say on radio. And, you know, I do a lot of radio for press, and I would like to pat myself on the back by saying, I've only said shit. Like, I only said the word shit. And I feel like shit is, of all the swear words, shit is, like, pretty chill. Because if you call someone a shit, like, it's not really, you can't really offend someone by calling them a shit. And I didn't even call somebody a shit. I just said shit. I think it was in reference to my dog's shit. How many times can I say shit? I feel like this is like Goodfellas. <laughs> we have to count the swear words. Casino, they said fuck like 172 times. My mom and I watched that movie and counted like two autistic people. And please don't send letters if you have an autistic kid and you're offended by that. Let's just all have fun. Okay, everybody needs to calm down with the offense. You have to have a little bit of, you know, understanding and humor and humility about yourself. Okay, uh, I'm, a, I'm a human being who can talk about whatever the fuck she wants. And it, I don't mean it pejoratively. It's a big word. Google it, okay? There's a lot of syllables in that word, but, you know, just Google it and you'll be on the same wavelength as me. And this wavelength it, wavelength is brought to you by a joint and coffee. <laughs> Which, 
my friend Joe Rogan recommended to me per advice given to him on his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, which if you haven't heard of, you've been living under a rock. Uh, I suggest you check it out. It's very, very informative, fun, goofy, uh, accessible, and sometimes a, a little too metacognitive for a lot of people to even uh, grasp because of the types of people he has as an, on his podcast. But he told me about, I think, three episodes ago, two or three episodes ago, that he had a uh, professor who w- had created this thing called the flow state, which is basically a process of certain things you implement into your day to access the flow state or being in the zone, quote unquote. You know, as a performer or athlete, being in the zone is that sweet spot where you're achieving things consistently. And as a stand-up comic, being in the zone is your goal because it means you're you're present. You're in the moment and you're rolling. And speaking of rolling, one of the things to implement to get into the zone per recommendation of this professor whose name escapes me and maybe my uh, sound, my sound and producer engineer over here could help me find out who that guest was. Um, one of the things, speaking of rolling, that you implement is a joint. This guy recommends about 20, 30 minutes of exercise, smoking a J, and drinking a cup of coffee. And I have to tell you people, I've done that three days in a row, and I think I cured AIDS. <laughs> I think, like, I definitely solved pie. It may have just been an apple pie, but done. Oh, does do you have rheumatoid arthritis? Guess what? I just cured it, too. Oh, are there issues with with Korea, North and South? Guess what? They're my best friends now. Because I'm in the flow state, motherfuckers. I got this shit figured out. It's pretty amazing. It's a weird combination of feeling relaxed and suspended, yet totally motivated. Because I feel like coffee gives you such a fucking edge. Like, for me, when I drink coffee, I'm like, it, it, first of all, I crap my pants. Like, not like like literally. Like, I just, I drink it, and it that, that shit just goes straight through me. I'm sorry to be graphic, but, you know, a lot of us say that. That's like a cliche. Coffee goes straight through me. We've all said that. Like, coffee gives me, it's too jittery. And so I think when you find that right strain of weed, and you have that coffee, yo, you're so balanced. And then you do a little bit of exercise, which is that one thing I haven't implemented yet. <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, just the stoner mentality. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll do, I'll get to the exercise. I'll definitely get there soon. But, but for now, I'm just gonna uh, smoke this joint and drink this coffee. But you got to check the episode out. It's very interesting. And uh, it's, it actually has altered my ability to get stuff done. My creative flow has been a little bit better. Not even a little bit. In the past three days of doing this, I've basically figured out the type of special, comedy special I want to shoot next year in the creative direction. I want to take that in. I've figured out a name for my merchandising brand. I figured out some stuff that I'm going to implement into a business that I'm investing in. I figured out some more logo stuff. Um, I fired a bunch of shitty employees that I had. I set up all my bank accounts. I mean, Bitch got shit done on weed and coffee. Oh, cr- oh, cr- oh, cr- 
I don't know if any of you have ever seen that video. It's this girl talking about this product, and she's like this hairdresser. And she's like, you can play ping pong with it. She's talking about like this new comb product. It's like a bullshit, um, like QVC, like late night commercial. And she's like, hey, you can play ping pong with it. Oh, it's a really old YouTube video. If you know what I'm talking about, hey, we're vibing. If not, it's too much to explain. Check it out. It's funny. But so, yeah, so. I was in Syracuse, did a lot of shows, was home visiting my family for Thanksgiving. Um, I performed at the Funny Bone. Thank you for all of you who came out. I gave away a shitload of tickets. Tis the season. A lot of people showed up, a lot of people I knew, a lot of family members trying to coerce their way into the show for free. I see you, Uncle John. Don't think I don't know. Don't think I don't know your ways, JT. That's my Uncle John who used to have a disco band in Syracuse. I'm taking another hit. I'm probably going to get yelled at, but it's okay. It's not going to be the first time or last time today somebody fucking yells at me for something. Probably get yelled at for farting soon, too. Which which cloud would you rather be left in? A fart cloud or, or a marijuana cloud? I'm going to guess it's the ladder. Ladder? I don't need a ladder. I can reach the stars on my own. <laughs> my Uncle John... This is the craziest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. He, I think he's misdiagnosed autistic. Maybe Asperger's. Because he's super intelligent. Super, super intelligent. But he's definitely the black sheep of the family. Uh, but he used to have a disco band. And when I was like 17, I danced in this disco band. I would leave my house, put on some like little go-go outfits, like belly shirts and tight pants and like these big chunky shoes and my friend Tia Tia Webb who's like my best friend in high school we used to choreograph dances in my bedroom <laughs> to disco songs <laughs> Brick House was one of our jams that's the way uh-huh uh-huh I like it by Casey and the Sunshine Band was another one of our jams um I can't think I gotta ask my uncle John I'll have him on the podcast because he's quite a character, but he's definitely fucked up and I want to get down to the bottom of it. He's super smart, though. This dude was like eating uh, granola and s- drinking soy milk wh- before that shit was trendy in suburbia. This isn't a real joint. Okay, it's a fake one. I just, I just was like... It's a fake one. Do you smell it? Uh, only it came in. It's just, a, it's a fake joint. It's not real weed. I have a medical card. I'm a marijuana patient. I have my medical card. I'll show it to you. I have insomnia, anxiety, and depression. That's be you. Thank you. Living my truth. (laughs) See, this is what happens um, when people stop being polite and start getting real. It's the real world. Um, So my Uncle John is, like, super smart. He can remember baseball statistics like motherfucking Rain Man. But he's not as awkward as Rain Man, but he's definitely, there's something shifty. There's something shifty about him. And I need to have him on this podcast to figure out what what happened. Because he's the type of person you look at, maybe you know somebody like this in your life, where with the proper guidance and resources could really have accomplished a lot. So that tells me that either there's a drug problem, there's a coddling issue from the parental uh, perspective, or there's some other underlying like mental illness issue that went undiagnosed. And I really think I, I would even be interested to see if as an adult, we can figure out what went wrong. If the parental and the 
um, drug use is not one of them. I'm just putting my Uncle John's shit out there right t- today. <laughs> he didn't ask for that. But you know what? It's all good. It's all in love. I just want to figure out what his problem is because he's he's too smart and funny of a person to not be achieving a major success, I think. Um, and he was definitely one of the people, you know, even though dancing on the disco stage wasn't stand-up comedy, it definitely helped me get over my anxiety about performing, you know, because I was like in these scantily clad clothes, uh, definitely had some liquid courage and was dancing with my best friend to Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> well, all my other friends were like partying at the Hill uh, with kids their own age. I was in a bar in Rochester, New York on a stage dancing in front of, you know, men that are twice my age. So you you win some and you lose some. Also, hashtag divorce. You know, what do you want from me? Upstate life. <laughs> This is what happens when your parents divorce at a young age. You put on leopard print pants, chunky shoes, and think brick house is going to be your nirvana. (laughs) As I say that, I'm staring at my leopard print um, lighter and, you know, it it all, it's all full circle. Really? It's all full circle. (laughs) So yeah, Syracuse was a lot of fun. The shows were dope. I was going to podcast um Wayne Mahar who is the local weatherman who when I go home in December for think for for Christmas I will be podcasting so I'm gonna have a couple interesting homegrown podcasts coming up from people that uh influenced me weather wise and performance wise (laughs) but um I, I I last night I couldn't sleep I usually can get some really good sleep. Last night, I was watching Parenthood on Netflix, which I don't know if you've watched it, but I am addicted to this show. For me, it's like how Grey's Anatomy was. Like, it's funny and quirky and it has its own point of view, but it's really heartfelt. Like, I laugh out loud and tear up in every episode, so it satisfies those needs for me. But I watched like four episodes and I couldn't fall asleep. And I think that flow state just flew a little too much into the evening because I like I literally was like wanting to go for a jog at 3 a.m. I swear I'm not on crack. I swear. And I may be a bad advocate for the flow state process. Or maybe I'm just doing it wrong. Perhaps I should have jogged before to figure it out. But I was up till 3 a.m. Then I got up at 7 a.m. And I'm like, I'm not tired. I don't know if I'm going. Th- maybe it's like a pre, like, like a quarter life crisis. <laughs> you know, like I feel like whenever anybody goes into like a crisis state, there's always like this euphoria and there's like it organization and like getting shit done and they're super motivated before they just crash and burn forever. I may have a psych ward in my future in the next couple of weeks. I don't know either that or I'm really figuring out how to, to, to get some shit done. Um, I walked into the studio today and I'm wearing a little hat. I took it off because of the headphones that I have, but my boyfriend bought me this cute little hat that cost way too much money and he won't let me live it the fuck down. I'm almost convinced he bought the hat for me so he could tell me how much it was every time I put it on. I got it, babe. Thanks. Thanks for the... Pr- are you? Did you turn into a 60-year-old dad overnight? Stop telling me how much the fucking hat was. <laughs> but I had this, it's a cute little wool hat, right? And then um, I look down and there's a Rolling Stone magazine with Bob Dylan on the cover and we look like twins. Like, I legit look like Bob Dylan today because he's got more makeup on on this cover than I do in life right now and him and I both got this hat we look like we look like folk musicians 
Killing it, though. Killing it. I only slightly got reprimanded for smoking weed in the podcast studio, but I can't be the first. I'm not the first, right? I mean, the podcast I'm taping after this is called Bud Feed. You know, the holidays are coming up, and it can be really difficult to shop for a dude. I feel, especially like my dude, because his his likes are so specific, but they're very general. Like, he likes science, but he doesn't like stuff. He doesn't really like things. He doesn't like a lot of clutter, so I can't really buy him a thought or, like, just send him links to a, a website or something, because I want to get him something tangible. It's difficult. And so... What I discovered is Harry's Shave Set. And if you haven't heard of them before, Harry's was started by two best friends. Isn't that adorable? Jeff and Andy, who were fed up with being overcharged for razors. I know what you're saying, because as a girl, razors are expensive. And we, we have hair in places society doesn't want us to have hair, so we have to shave it a lot. So dudes, I guess they were getting overcharged too. And so they started their own razor company to give people what they deserve. A great shave at a fair price. And it's a great gift. The Shave Set kit is adorable. I don't know how many different colors it comes in, but this box is really cute. It's like a hunter green. They have really nice little details on it. You can actually get the razor engraved, which is pretty dope. And you open up the box and it just, it looks so expensive, but it's not that expensive, which is the best part. Like it's really nicely put together. And they're offering this holiday season a limited edition shaving set, a midnight blue chrome razor handle, which you can get engraved with initials, three of Harry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel that smells amazing, a beautifully designed gift box, which is just, it honestly looks like a gift in and of itself. Uh, You also get $30 on harrys.com. And they offer uh, sets starting at just 10 bucks, and those would make great stocking stuffers. So that's a, a really good little idea for you guys if you want to shove some, some razors into a stocking. So you guys have to act now because the free shipping ends on December 9th. So act now. Go to harrys.com right now to get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last. And don't forget to enter code SHARP. S-H-A-R-P at checkout for $5 off, y'all. Woo-woo. That's harrys.com. The offer code is SHARP. S-H-A-R-P. I'm literally taping a podcast podcast after this. So you know what? I'm just preparing. That's all that's happening. I'm just preparing. <laughs> uh, I probably should mention upcoming show dates. I probably should have done that up top. But you know what? Flow State isn't uh, <laughs> foolproof quite yet. Uh, where am I? I wonder if am I performing anywhere coming up? I have a lot of time off. I'm preparing for 2017, my hilarious tour, uh, my regular club dates. Um, let's see where I'm gonna be. January 20th. Oh, that's inauguration day. We don't know what's gonna happen. They could flip it. I don't really talk about politics. I don't. I don't talk about Trump or Hillary on stage. I feel like that really, like literally, the country's divided by their political views more than ever now. So I don't like to talk about it. I don't. I don't really have an opinion either way. Everyone calls her terrible. Everyone calls him terrible. But politics in general aren't rooted in morals and ethics as much as we'd like to fool ourselves into thinking i'm like a hip hiccup attack what the fuck <gasps> so i don't i don't no one knows no one knows what's going on we we it, we're like in this headline reading generation where people just read headlines they don't read the story and they act like they got the whole story it's just a bunch of know-it-alls out there who don't know shit 
myself included. That's why I don't talk about shit I don't know. I don't want to sound like an idiot. So I, I don't know if he's going to do... What if, what if there's a chance that Trump doesn't do so bad? We don't know. He could do terrible. We don't know. No one knows. N- you know... Nosferatu. Who was that guy that predicted a lot of shit? Not Nosferatu. Nosferatu is a vampire. I just broke the microphone. I want to pee my pants. I said Nosferatu to predict the future. What's his name again? Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Oh my god, that's hilarious. There's gotta be something there. I can't confuse Nosferatu and Nostradamus ever again. I love how I'm berating the country for being uninformed cunts. And I can't get my uh, 1950s vampires and (laughs) futuristic predictors right. What the fuck? Oh my god. That's something I'm going to think about. Like, that's one of those things, like, when you're pooping or, like, just driving where you laugh out loud to yourself. (laughs) That deserves a little harmonica. I have a teeny harmonica around my neck. And uh, I've been working on my my jokes about rape. Uh, I was raped. Uh, humble brag, uh, way back in the day. And, you know, it's something I, I've tried to implement into my stand-up. It's a tough subject to have the crowd swallow. But um, uh, no pun intended. So everyone jokes about a rape whistle to, like, ward off the rape. And I joke about the rape harmonica. You need something to play after you were raped. laying there in the ditch with your shins bleeding you can't find your pants your cell phone's broken and you know basically your whole dignity confidence and respect and in and, and, uh <laughs> general sense of well-being is gone you need an instrument to sort of articulate those thoughts and feelings <laughs> you know and i think the the our neck harmonica is is that thing. I feel I feel like I need to sell these on QVCs. You guys, you know, we've heard about rape whistles. What about rape harmonicas? For after the rape. 1995. If you act now, we'll send three. <laughs> three for two. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, uh, what was I talking about before? I was talking about no- Nostradamus and Nosferatu. Um... But why was I saying? Why was I saying no? Why was I mentioning Nostradamus? Nostradamus. Oh yeah, we don't know what's gonna happen, right? Everyone's trying to act like we can predict. We we can't predict, you know. And in in not Nostradamus predict a lot of a lot of stuff. Maybe we need to look back and see if he can predict what's gonna happen with this election. We don't know. We don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. So let's all just calm down. Find something that gives us some peace. Maybe contribute to society a little bit and stop being whiny whores. That's my political stance. <laughs> um, and I was wa- I was walking my dogs this morning, and I realized something looking at them as Carlin went to eat a piece of fresh shit that wasn't his. And it, like, I'm, and my I, I don't know dog owners out there if your dogs eat shit, theirs or other dogs' shit. But in my mind, I'm like, what, what, like, what survival? 
like evolutionary survival um, behavior is this, that my dog feels a need to eat shit because I, I don't trust his taste anymore because he'll eat bacon like it's the best thing in the fucking world. Bacon's great. Everyone who's tasted bacon, even if you're like a, a, a diehard vegetarian and you'd had it before, it's delicious. We can all say that. Dogs eat it because it's delicious. I don't trust my dog's palate that he eats shit with the same, you know, reckless abandon as he eats bacon. <laughs> now I'm convinced dogs can't see color and they can't taste shit. They just like stuff in their face. Like they literally just want things in their mouth. He he ate it like it was just like just a chocolate or chocolate to like me. He just ate it. I was so grossed out. And now I'm not going to waste my money on, on delicious treats. I'm literally just going to do different types of freeze-dried shit. I'm just going to literally pick up pieces of poop and give it to my dogs. Why am I spending money at Petco when this motherfucker's out in the grass eating shit, co? Son of a bitch, he's so cute, though. And then, I like, I kiss his snout. Now, I'm not doing that anymore. There goes that affection. Out the window, Carlin. You ruined it. it, it this is the problem. I'm, I'm a little stressed out about my dogs. Um, because when I traveled to Syracuse for Thanksgiving, I took Bunny, my little dog that I meant to give, that was meant for my father, who he declined, and Chaplin, who was Fozzie's replacement, R.I.P. Fozzie. That's a dog that I traveled with for 10 years prior, um, and I got Chaplin as my travel dog. So I take Bunny and Chaplin with me on the road because they're small, portable, uh, they're both registered, I've got documentation, I can take them everywhere. So Carlin stays back, but at my mom's house, it's a free-for-all. You know, there aren't a lot of rules. It's a big house. My mom has a dog and a cat and a rescue guy. All, every, all, anybody who's in my mom's house is a rescue pet, including her boyfriend. <laughs> Sorry, Bob, but you know it's true. My mom collects rescue men. That's, that's my issue. That's, that's why I've picked the types of men that I've picked. If, you, if, you, if you're damaged emotionally and physically, hey, I'll adopt you. So the the dogs, my dogs sniff and smell the cat and my mom's cat and her dog. And so they just were shitting and pissing all over the house. There was no rhyme or reason. And it was so hard to stay on top of. And so they come back to my apartment and they think the same rules apply. Uh, uh, no way, Jose Canseco. Back up. Please don't crap on the carpet. Have some respect for the woman that feeds you and walks you and bathes you. I just, I wonder if dogs take advantage of the fact that we have this communication barrier and they just do stuff, but it, but they really know what we want them to do, and they just do it because they can to fuck with us. Like, our dogs, all of our dogs may just be sadistic assholes that like to fuck with their owners. Because if you think about it, we don't know. Again, Nostrafatu. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Like Nostradamus. We, we don't know. You know, our, our dogs could have communication that we don't understand. And what if they're just fucking with us? They're just, they're just shitting in the carpet and they give us those little puppy dog eyes. And in their mind, they're like, this dumb bitch picking up my poop for the seventh time this week. She don't want me to shit in the corner. I know she doesn't want me to shit in the corner. I'm going to shit in the corner because she thinks I don't know. And, and this is just too much fun. That, that's what I think is going on. I think there's got to be some sort of explanation for that. I need to have like a dog behavioralist on the podcast to explain what I'm doing wrong, where my communication breakdown is. Because they want to be pet. I'll pet them. 
They want delicious snacks other than the shit turds that they eat in the park. I feed them. You know, I give them fresh water. This motherfucker takes a shit. He took a shit under my favorite chair, Chaplin. I got this like hanging chair that I got from Pier 1 back in the day when I thought I should be spending a shitload of money on furniture. Didn't realize I could just roll up in an alley in Venice and just grab a chair. Spray that shit down for termites and, and bed bugs and just reupholster it. No, no, no. I gotta go to Pier 1 and spend $400 for a chair some poor Vietnamese kid probably died making. Yeah, you know, the American way. And so I had this chair and it hangs. It's a fun, like, bucket seat. It's really fun when you get high and you sit in it because you feel like you're floating around in outer space. Chaplin shat under that this morning. D- an hour after I took him out. You tell me that's not vindictive? I'm sorry, PETA. And... and you know, adopt, don't shop. All my dogs are adopted. I've adopted seven dogs in my in my lifetime. Six or seven. I can't, I've lost count. You mean to tell me that I'm not a charitable person? I've got a big heart. My dogs have little assholes. Why do they crap out of them so much right in my household? I got I got more shit spots in my house than I do decorations. It looks like if you put a black light to my carpet, you're going to think there were crime scenes Every damn day. And there were out of my dog's buttholes. <laughs> I wonder if Nostradamus predicted that one. Oh, shit. Said his name right. Woo, 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 woo. Um, yeah, I'm kind of I'm pumped up for 2017. I got a lot of stuff that I'm going to be embarking on. I made a lot of pivots away from people who I feel were holding me back, both professionally and personally. And um, I've cleared away a lot of my bad habits, cleared away a lot of my emotional cobwebs, which is a daily, uh, is a, something you have to do daily. It, it's, it's a nonstop battle with yourself. So don't ever give up, man. Work on yourself and don't accept that you are doing the best you can. People who say that, no, they're not. <laughs> Except for mothers who are so tired, raising a bunch of kids, working, maintaining a household, they're doing the best they can. All the, the rest of us are full of shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm trying to get my shit into gear. Like, I'm going to be doing a live show with, uh, hopefully, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that's on the table right now. But Doug Benson has a show called Getting Doug with High. And that production company and I are talking about doing something together, which I'm super excited about. Um, this podcast is going to continue to evolve and change and be weird and all of that shit. I'm going to be doing, um, a tour, uh, marijuana tour around dispensaries, North and South California. Uh, we're going to donate a lot of the proceeds to veterans and, and I'm going to partner with different veteran corporations, charities that help get vets reacclimated back to society. Cause it's a lot like being jailed, you know, you're over, you're overseas, you're fighting, you're, you're in this horrific environment and then you're just expected to get back into mo- into modern society, American society and just function. And it doesn't work that way for a lot of guys. My boyfriend's a combat vet. I see it firsthand. So we are working on figuring out different charities to partner with throughout California. So if any of you know good veteran agencies, charities or um, nonprofit, any sort of thing that, that veterans can benefit from, please contact me, sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, if you have any advice about how to get my dogs to stop shitting on my carpets, send that right in the same email. <laughs> um, and Honey Bear Farms, as always, is my weed sponsor. I, they've got two strains that are just immaculate. 
their sour OG may be, for me, it is the best weed. It is, I don't get tired, but I don't get over, like, too heady. It's right in the middle of sativa and indica. And it's delicious. Uh, I was calling it sour egg for a while because Travis, his handwriting, who's, who's the uh, curator of the company, his handwriting is terrible. And I we kept calling it sour egg. He's like, well, where are you shopping? Like your eggs sound terrible. Um, but this sour OG is so delicious. So check out Honey Bear Farms. Heisenbear um, is uh, the name of their product line. They got some dope pens and stuff. Get some of that dab. Get some of that 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 dab swag. Um, so we're partnering up to do the tour as well. And I'm going to be doing my regular club dates and I'm going to be working on, uh, getting my ass back on TV in a big or small way, creative way. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, Lady Gaga, the situation, you know, I want to, I want to be great at what I do, but, uh, I want to be able to like pick up my dog shit in public and not have that be like on page six or like the cover of some TMZ website, you know, maybe I do, you know, I actually wouldn't mind that. Maybe, maybe I could set that up. Cause you know, a lot of these celebrities just set up those little moments to like, Oh my God, I didn't know that there were going to be 14 paparazzis at my gynecologist appointment. Really? You didn't Madonna. They just knew about your personal appointment. Okay. Okay. Butt implants. I haven't even seen the video of Madonna's butt implants and I know about it. That's how quick information travels in this generation right now. Uh, I was hanging out in Venice last night and a comic friend of mine told me about Madonna's implants in her ass in the video of her on stage with, I think, Selena Gomez. Was it Selena Gomez? Did you hear about this? Yeah, Madonna got huge ass implants. So breaking news, guys. Check it out. Apparently, they're enormous. Um, I'm going to check out the video after I leave just so I know what's going on. I like to break news I know nothing about. (laughs) Nosferatu Damas. <laughs> Yo, I kind of, in my mind, like when I think of what Nostradamus looked like and Nosferatu, I feel like they kind of look similar. I got to look this up right now because I feel like I'm right. And maybe that's why I confuse the two, even though the names are kind of similar. I know what um, Nosferatu looks like, but I don't know what Nostradamus looks like. Let's check him out right now. Yo, they kind of look similar. No, they don't. Oh, no, they don't at all. Nostradamus looks like... He looks like an Amish shaman, like a combination. Oh, he's an interesting-looking dude. No! Oh, my God, there's a picture of him as as Yoda. That's hilarious. I'm going to have to do, like, a combo photo of Nostradamus. Nosferatu, Damas. I'm gonna I'm gonna combine the two of them. Or hey, how about somebody out there? Make me make me a combo photo of Nostradamus and Nosferatu. I might make that a logo into some make that into something I can put put on a t shirt or some shit. Send that shit to me, sharptonguepodcast at gmail dot com. I'm just I'm requesting all sorts of things from you guys. <laughs> you know what? I think if I gave you a little bit of entertainment for half an hour, forty five minutes, the least you can do is, you know, send me some information and photos. I don't I think that's a pretty safe and equal exchange, you know? Especially because I'm up here just pouring my heart out for you folks. I think you can just type a little email for Jessie Mae Peluso if you love her so much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um I had an idea when I was on my way to the studio today because I was a little bit, you know, I was sparking up in my mind. I had already sparked up at home and my mind was already sparked up on that flow state. And I started saying things out loud 
and it reminded me of that that graduation song. I think I played that a few podcasts ago. Boz Lerman, where there's like instrumental music and he's saying these prolific things. So I'm gonna create my own, and hopefully I can put it at the end of this podcast. It shouldn't be too difficult for me, um, but I'm probably gonna laugh so hard because I'm gonna try and say it seriously. I'm gonna try and sound prolific. <laughs> But now that I'm setting it up like this, you guys are probably going to laugh and like the whole serious um, intonation that I'm going for is going to get lost. But fuck it. Who cares? Life is short. Can't take yourselves too too seriously. (laughs) Um, What else did I want to tell you guys? I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like that feels pretty good. Like, I feel like we cover a lot of shit. I, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, and then I took a sip of my coffee and smoked a little bit of my joint, and it just kind of all rolled out. And we came to a conclusion that Nosferatu and Nostradamus uh, should make a baby. <laughs> well, I hope you guys have fun, man, and I hope you do something today that is unselfish, all right? Whatever that is, do something not for yourself today. How about that? And make sure your butthole's clean, because if I'm sitting next to you on a plane, I don't want to smell all that shit. Okay, and uh, someone tell me how to get my dogs to stop eating shit in the streets. I'd really appreciate that. My name is Jesse May Peluso, not Bob Dylan. Uh, I am the wife of Nosferatu Damas. Peace. You have all the tools you need to reach your true potential. The only thing holding you back is fear. Get rid of that motherfucking fear. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.